Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren, and I am graced with Karina and Andy, who are both creative strategists, because what I want to talk about today is the art of of the creative and, and before we started to record I was telling you guys I really feel like this is a conversation that we could have in multiple podcasts and probably will just because yeah. I'm I really do feel if you're advertising in the digital ecosystem you're trying to find people on phones or devices or watches or whatever wherever you're trying to find them it's the creative that speaks to them first um, and I actually don't remember which one of you has done a presentation where you showed probably you Andy if I had to guess where your eye goes first like it goes here when you see a Facebook oh, yeah. ad and then here and then here um, I don't I just don't think brands in general from the mom and pop pizza shop all the way up really spend as much time as they should considering and thinking about creative and so Karina before we kind of get into a more specific example what are some things that you look for when you're making let's just pick a, a Facebook ad like when you're creating creative for a Facebook campaign? Like, what are the things that you're thinking about when you're crafting that piece or pieces? Well, I would say that initially I, I try to step back from everything I think I know and put on my curiosity cap and just consider every kind of context and scenario. And really, it's, it starts with understanding the audience. Who are we talking to? and imagining where they are in that moment that they might be experiencing the ad and what are their motivations? What did they just do before? And like, how are they feeling about that? Or what are they worried about? And trying to connect with them in an emotional way so that when it comes to coming up with a message or a headline, you're, you're in the space that can resonate with them a little bit more. Do you have a... This is, that's awesome, right? But do, do you have like a, a process? Like do you go for a walk? Do you put music on? Like what do you, to essentially unknow what you know at that moment to step into, because he's next to you, to Andy's shoes, where he's going to be, what's your system to kind of shift your brain to do that, right? Because what people may or may not know is it's not like you only have a client. You're, what you're talking about doing, you probably have to do a hundred times a day. Yeah. So how do you, how does that work? Yeah, it uh, it depends, right? When a one-on-one situation, it's it's a lot easier for me to connect with a person and just ask them about their day and how are things going and just kind of put together that landscape or picture of where they are uh, with a business. Uh, sometimes you can do a little bit of that, but it takes uh, a little bit more of investigative work, research, seeing what other brands are doing and saying and um, and then imagining or considering asking like how how are you different what makes you stand out and is that something that other people care about so andy for you when you, when you approach because the reason i wanted to talk to the two of you is because you're both brilliantly creative in very different ways and so kind of what's your process to attack a project like that where somebody comes to you and says i want you to make a Facebook campaign, how do you go about yeah. crafting the, the creative? Well, it usually starts with uh, really getting to know the personality of the client. Um, that's that's always 
my first uh, objective. Um, I also want to understand their story um, so that I can speak about it from a place of authority. Um, because even though we're, you know, visual artists, we're, we're actually kind of visual storytellers. Sure. Yeah. And so understanding where the client has been um, will really inform the campaign going forward. Um, but like Karina was saying, you you kind of have to put your you have to put yourself in your in your audience's shoes a little bit and think about where they you know where they are where they've been and it's not like you can ask every single audience member yeah um that's you know that you're trying to reach but i think what we do is we really you know with anyone that we come in contact with uh in our day-to-day lives that's kind of informing us to who the general like how people think that's really what we're kind of trying to do is figure out how how do people think right. yes you know right um the minority report advertising yes. right like how basically can I, how can I pre-cog yeah i gotta pre-cog yeah. this and and be a little bit psychic and so um we're always reading people and figuring out you know or at least i do i i always think about you know like okay this person just you know scratch their head when they were asked a certain question that they were felt uncomfortable with why did they do that you know it's little things like that so you're you're understanding how to read people um and that way you know like later when you have to reach that person you know how to reach them now we just did an event as a team um and we try and do them once a quarter uh and karina you were doing the the, the kind of activities that we do in between which very closely mirror sort of what Andy's talking about. It's like how you get to the, the root of a human being is you let them tinker with something and see what they what they make. And so for people who are listening to this and, and maybe want to get better at being curious, because that is clearly the starting point for the two of you is a, a point of curiosity and then creation, right? What are What's one thing somebody could do today to kind of spark curiosity that would move them in more into the creative space and understanding how people consume the world around them hmm. and you can I, think about it but yeah. but i just know that that's sort of in your wheelhouse but if you like if, and i don't know what the answer is but what would be one thing that people could go go do blah and you might feel a little bit more curious about the world around you yeah that's a great question i i imagine that it's different for different people i I'm pretty naturally curious about people and their motivations and what drives them and uh, like what maybe scares them, right? And so sure. for me, I pay attention to the moments when I'm actually not feeling curious and try to like remove those obstacles. So um, a walk is a great way, music is a great way to kind of get out of my critical judging brain mindset and more into a f- more fluid because I think we're ma- naturally curious I think we're supposed to be curious I hope we are right like, like it's it's a so it's maybe just opening up yourself and and not uh, thinking you know everything it's just get get be a child yeah I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Andy? Like curiosity is, is such an interesting thing for me because um, it it's basically the obsession about something you don't know, and um, 
one of the things that really sparks curiosity for me is like going on YouTube and you know watching uh, that you remember that old show how it's made yeah, um, yeah totally where you know they take sometimes really mundane things like a bowling pin or hard candy or something like that and they show you the process of, of how it you know how it goes from raw materials to um, this actually useful thing and that's that's something that always like you know my curiosity usually takes me to someplace like that of, of like a place of discovery um, which will then kind of like fuel that fire of curiosity of like what else can I learn what else can I do and so let's stay with that example right so you watch the episode about the bowling pin yeah what what happens afterwards right do you are you then down a YouTube rabbit hole about bowling or are you does that shoot you to understanding the rings around Saturn like, yeah what is that's, that you know what's that curiosity like there's I mean there's really no like telling where those those rabbit holes will take you um, but it can get you kind of in the in the mindset to uh, start learning about things that might be more applicable um, to like, I'm not a professional bowler, sure, um, but I just learned, you know, how they take these polymers and make them super hard and make it into a bowling pin. Um, and so now I'm in the mindset of like, I want to keep learning. Maybe I can start, you know, maybe I should start like learning more about something that's actually applicable to my career. And so I might you know either stay on youtube and and watch some design uh like tutorials or i might kind of veer away and go down a different rabbit hole of like looking at design blogs or um researching you know uh, a designer um a, like a prolific designer that i'd never heard of before um so it's it's kind of the that that's usually where my rabbit hole takes me if i'm going down it and it ends up in a kind of at a work applicable sure. environment right so yes. it starts me off being curious and wanting to learn and kind of gets me in the mindset awesome and so let's kind of move past the curiosity we've created a single piece for this whatever this imaginary client is because you have coffee at, you know it's a coffee company um walk me through karina because you you hit on this earlier this understanding where the consumer is at the moment they're going to bump into the thing right and so what is your process for creating a campaign that attacks all those things? So it's, you know, outdoor advertising to mobile advertising to, to video advertising. What, what is, what are you looking at for a whole campaign to go? This piece looks like this, but this piece has to do this. And then this piece has to do this. And yet they all have to look the same. So it's not jarring to the consumer, right? Yeah. I, I and was, I know that's a big question, but yeah. handle it however you want yeah, to. Yeah, I was, an analogy that came to mind when I was thinking about talking with you is like a full course meal, right? You have your appetizer, you have your main course, your dessert, and all of it put together um, creates an amazing ex an experience, and, but you could still just enjoy the dessert, yeah. right? And so that's part of this the story that we can tell in the different mediums and channels that we use is it just maybe you have your dessert first and then then you you come back later for your main course sure um i guess when i think about like if i'm making a print piece i'm thinking about shelf life perhaps and sometimes 
it's not always the case, but it, it might last longer than other types of conversations we're having with clients. So or at the very least, be out in the world longer, right? So that somebody could stumble upon it when we don't want them to, right? Like in an, un mm -hmm. an unintended interaction, because digitally we can obviously set an expiration date, but once once you print something, yeah, someone might find it right. in a junkie 20 right. years from now. Sure, I think yeah. there's a sale going on at Macy's, so. That hasn't been in existence for 11 years, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, or if it's a magazine, you know, you might keep it on your coffee table a little longer. Where if it's a Facebook post, uh, it can be, it, it's more of a snapshot in time. And the story can be more relevant to the moment. Does right? the ephemerality change the way that you look at the piece right because so a print piece has a little bit longer of a shelf life and that facebook ad it might only be up for a day how does that change the way you look at those two pieces because they might be part of the same campaign right yes. like if we use let's stay with what we're doing if you look at michigan's best there is timely stuff that goes up when we launch a search and then it's done because we've launched it but then there's stuff that you're making for the print world that could be out for three or four or eight weeks all part of the same thing that we're talking about Right, so if you're talking about like image selection or even copy, I think about seasonality. Like what, what are people doing in this very moment? What are they looking at? What are they expecting to see? And maybe, you know, it, it isn't like a, a snowstorm quite yet in the fall. Sure. So uh, do you Sorry, just want no. it to be, I, <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Knock on wood for a second. <laughs> As it goes from 80 to 32 tomorrow and we get six inches of snow. <laughs> So true for Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there is there is some of that context that comes into play. Absolutely. And so Andy, for you, when you were um, when you're working on because you are working on a project that's been going on for almost three years at this mm -hmm. point. So I want to ask you the same question, just with a different twist. Like, how do you stay engaged with something like that? Right, where the thing that you're working on no one's seen it yet mm -hmm. and yet you're making creative writing copy creating print pieces we're doing all the things that Karina's talking about but no one's seeing it like as a creative how do you stay engaged with something like that that you're on month 38 and a consumer hasn't seen or heard of all of the work that you're doing you know the funny thing is i i actually think it's kind of easier to stay at least for me it's easier to stay engaged with a project that still hasn't gone to the public yet um, because that's uh, a very gratifying thing for me. Um, to when, when it goes, when it goes, it. yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still very excited to, you know, sh show this to the public. It has been um, a little more time-consuming than I expected. Sure. And uh, so, I, I think I just have to remind myself. Um, of that gratification once it actually goes public and and how it will help the business it's it's those um those ad campaigns that you're doing the same kind of ad over and over and over for a few years that's the that's the time when it gets really hard i believe you guys call it we're making square boxes for yep. x client right yep. make, make more square boxes make more square boxes <laughs> and that's that's kind of the harder time to stay engaged and i think then you have to think about um, like how can I make subtle changes um, not only so me as a designer um, doesn't fall asleep while making these, sure yeah, but yeah. also the audience uh, doesn't you know which is the more important part right yeah. because if you're feeling like this yeah. I was having this conversation earlier like mm -hmm. 
if you're not excited about your thing, how am I supposed to be? Yeah. Right? Like, because that, that sort of stuff translates through, yeah. even in zeros and ones. Oh, right? yeah. And there's always, like, within any ad campaign or, or any branding um, campaign, there's there's always that journey that people will have, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, starting out seeing a digital ad, uh, a little, like a little digital rectangle, um, or starting out with uh, seeing something on Instagram, like, that's the start of the journey, and then, you know, from there you might go to the company's website and then after that you might you know need some reminders and so you get remessaging um, but if you're seeing the same ads over and over and over it's sort of like going on a car ride and you know seeing a sign for your destination but the sign never changes it always says your destination is 50 miles away and yes. then you drive more and it's still 50 miles and I it can get infuriating for some people. Um, so you always kind of have to change it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been, I've been trying to explain to clients this, this idea that like most people, when they, when they show up in my part of the universe, it's, this isn't working. Facebook isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. And I will be like, okay, cool. How many pieces of creative are you running to sell that bowling pin? Well, we have this one. Like, well, do you know that Andy has seen that single ad 76 times then? Yep. Do you think it has any effect on him on the 70? It's just 70%? white noise at like that point. It's just white noise at that yeah. point, right? And so, which is why I wanted to sit down with you guys and kind of talk about that stuff. But what I, I want to pivot a little bit and ask you, Karina, if you can remember a time recently where someone else's creative got you to buy something, get a ticket, go do a thing, like something in the digital ecosystem that kind of spoke to you and you took an action and, and kind of explained to me what about that was it the brand? Was it the product? Was it the art? What, what about it made you take that action? Mm. Same question is coming your way, Andy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm going to out myself and say that I have like a hundred email subscriptions to random designers and agencies. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily, um, you know, my perception of their brand that I connect with, but what they offer for me. Sure. It's, it's the, the content and um, because I'm, I'm having insatiable curiosity. Now, I love get, to learn. Do you get through all of 100 every day? Is it a daily <laughs> or no, no, I'm being serious. Cause like I have a ton of subscriptions too. And I find that some days I need them all, right? Like some days I need to read all of them. And some days I'm like, uh, I'm reading Karina's, I'm skipping Andy's, I'll read Jimmy's, I'm skipping Alex's, right? I'm not reading them all because I've, I'm either busy or I, I've got the flow going and I don't need the inspiration. Do you consume all of them at some point or are there days that you're like, nope, 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 nope? I would love to consume them all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. I, I, there just isn't enough time in the day. So I will scan the headlines or, yeah, see what events they're offering and then... I'll either go back or I'll just say another time, you know, like that's not going to happen today. And because my focus also changes, um, what I read also changes in sure. the moment. Sometimes I'm more interested in social media and audience targeting. And then other times it's more about um, creating a story plot or, you know, and they're all connected in some way, but yeah. It, it changes. So, your question was, like what, which, what? What? When did you take an action? Right, purchase something, went to an, an event, bought a book, whatever. 
Yeah, it it had to do with resonating with the content or feeling like I was getting something from it, really. Sure. Like something that I was glad to have. So if it's a piece of information I didn't know about or a, maybe it's a infographic that I can reuse and make my life easier or yeah ebooks have been interesting as long as they're current sure sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes they can get outdated in this day and age but uh yeah and then once I have a relationship I start to trust that brand more and I I seek out like oh well, I I see a pattern here right. like they've given me a <laughs> yes. few things that I really enjoyed and now I'm seeking them out a little more Awesome. And Andy, you, like, what has spoken to you and you take it, you know, either signed up for a newsletter, downloaded an ebook, purchased a hat, yeah. wearing a hat, or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, I think it does ha- kind of have to do with your, your initial interests. Um, recently, I found out that uh, one of my favorite authors, um, they just released a new book and it's on Audible. And, um, and so, uh, I immediately went out and you know pre-ordered the the Audible um, audiobook and um, will you share who it is? Uh, it's Yahtzee Croshaw. Okay. Um, he uh, he's done quite a few books, uh, but the f- uh, the book that got me into him it's called uh, "We'll Save the Galaxy for Food," and it's a very funny <laughs> like sci-fi story. And so there's a sequel called uh, "We'll Destroy the Galaxy for Cash." Awesome. Um, but yeah, I just saw uh, the little rectangle ad, um, and immediately, you know, left whatever I was doing and and went and, and it called got it. you. Yes, calling me. It's calling me. Very cool. All right, guys. And if people want to reach out to you, what's the what's the, kind of the best way if they want to ask you creative questions, feed your inspiration or curiosity? How can they find you, Karina? Uh, LinkedIn would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm on social. But I don't know what it is right now. I'll put it in the show notes so they can find it. There. <laughs> Andy, you, what's how do what's your preferred method of people reaching out to you? Uh, LinkedIn is good. Um, Instagram works as well. Um, that's more of my personal life, um, but it's always open to uh, to questions if anyone wants to reach out there too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I will put all their contact info in the show notes, and we will catch you next time. This is the Everything Is Marketing podcast.